want to thank everyone for tuning in to an all-new issue of Geek in the City Radio. And thank you for continuing to share the show with your friends and, you know, co-workers, wherever you happen to know and enjoy podcasts. Um, while you're sharing it, if you could give us a five-star review on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, uh, Podbean, where our show originates from, anywhere that you can give us a five-star rating would be appreciated. It helps us climb up the metrics and be able to bring more content to you. And if you've always wondered, hey, what do they look like while recording the show? Well, for almost a year now, we have been streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash geek in the city you can interact with uh, fellow listeners you can interact with us you know what we just have a great time every week hanging out and being you know just the nerds that we are we all have a lot of fun we would love you to join us twitch.com forward slash geek in the city as always the podcast will always be free and let's get it started right now why hello and welcome to issue seven zero one who didn't hit mute this guy? Uh, <laughs> uh, Geek in the City Radio. I am one of your hosts, Aron Duran. <laughs> I'm one of your other hosts, Spinarita. And I'm your other host, Cable Hashitani. The I'm... abused elder. <laughs> the abused elder. <laughs> uh, I appreciate that we're going into our um, our back half. The I'm in my prime. Um, right as the with, mail. With the same skill and accuracy as the first 700 episodes. Oh, yeah. No. 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 Technology. Look, it still sound better than what's recorded on one mic on, I, on iMovie way, way back in the day, and I had to pull audio off of it. <laughs> God, that was when I... Yeah. It was a long wow. time ago, man. Is that even still a thing? Yes. Yeah, but... It, yeah. Yes. What's funny is like iMovie now is like early final cut anyway hi everybody hello hi no you know okay a little tmi here you know you have something that's carbonated Mm -hmm. you know usually comes out in one but apparently this fucking dragon fruit lager Mm -hmm. you know it's like bursts it's like uh I'm going to make a note real slow, quick. Slow, um, slow release carbonation. So your drink, yes. your drink and my drink um, that we all got at the bar here at Paradigm Games. Um, so uh, one of my fellow assistant managers, Jeff, he's gone through and picked up, uh, like he curated a summer menu. So there's a bunch of seasonal summer beers on tap. Uh, in cans and on tap right now. Then these are some of them. Oh, I yeah, keep turning I, up your headphones. I'm not meaning to turn. No, I, I'm not. No, yes, I am. I, I don't know what you're doing. You're doing the thing. It's fine. Okay. So it was it was hard to choose which which flavor thing I wanted to get. It, uh, I chose wisely though. Golden Road Mango Cart. It is mango licious. So here's the other thing. Uh, I had planned on having my shit together and having the room ready. I keep forgetting. None of that's going to happen during camp week. But in my head, I had already picked out what drinks I was going to buy for us. And you're both drinking exactly what I would have picked. Yes. Yeah, we're predictable. <laughs> They're not. Yeah. Well, no, now I'm a little bit curious. I'm like, what logic did you use to come to those decisions? I think I know mine. I'm gonna, well, I'm going to guess. That one just went, oh, that's that's Aaron. And that one's Denise. Oh, I thought part of it. just intrinsically knows us. Yeah. Oh. Well, I thought part of it also is you, 
I figured you knew that I don't, as a rule, like mango. I don't know that I knew that. Mango used to really, like, I still get, like, that tingly, allergic mouth to mm-hmm. mango because mm-hmm. it's a giant fucking stone fruit. It is. It is. Um, but I've, I forgot what store I was in, but they weren't getting, like, your standard, like, mangoes from Mexico. Mm-hmm. They got in some, like, order somehow from, like, off the coast of Sri Lanka. Okay. Where, but I've read about these before. Um, of all places, I didn't read about it. It was um, Hassan Minaj, one of his um, Patriot Act episodes. Mm-hmm. He talks about, he's talking about his parents and about how no matter how famous he is, they'll never forgive him for not wanting, for not thinking he, they should vote for that super conservative guy in India. Yeah. But but he goes on a sidetrack and he mentions like, by the way, he's like, you know, it has all these problems, but the one thing you can get, he's like, are the greatest mangoes you've ever had. And I don't care what you say. If you've never had these, you have not had the greatest mangoes that are exist in the world. And I found one and it was goddamn delicious. And I, and it didn't give me like, you know, mild anaphylactic shock, your, which your was cool. Reaction. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, that was a weird thing. Yeah, I knew the I knew the thing about stone fruits though. Yeah, um, couple. I think last weekend or whatever, I was at Greg and Edith's and they had like fresh cherries, and I was like, I do it. I had one. Had that work out? It was okay. Then I had two. And had that work out? Not as okay, okay. but I was like, <laughs> I think I can chance three. And then what happened? I took half a Benadryl. Okay. <laughs> and then I said, well, I am done with the cherries. Aww. Oh, I love, especially fucking Rainier cherries. Oh, my God. I miss, they're just, they're just ridiculously good. Rainier cherries was on my list of reasons in childhood that I wanted to live in the Northwest. <laughs> mm-hmm. I stand by that. Yeah, no, that's fair. Reasonable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's on the show tonight, kids? Well, heck yeah, man. That was a weird answer to that one. Um, we're going to talk about some new Star Trek. Um, the second Ahsoka trailer dropped today. Yep. Cable and I both have questions about said trailer. Yep. Um, I'm sure Bean does too. And then there's the Deadpool Wolverine picture that made all of the nerd internet be like, is this real? And he's like, yeah, it's real. Yeah, that's fucking real. No, it's what was all it? over. What was it? Uh, what do you say? Don't, bl- oh, don't blink. No. That was the post Ryan Reynolds put. And then Hugh Jackman did the same thing. Don't blink. And that is leading to uh, rumors as to who the villain is. Hmm. Weeping Angels. Do you want to just dive into it? Yeah, sure. Chow, diving into Deadpool. <laughs> Make yeah. a fucking chimichangas. Um, so the rumor about that is that the villain is Mojo. Because Mojo doesn't blink. Fuck yeah. So Deadpool Wolverine pulled onto Mojo Planet. Yep. Okay. Especially if that means they can kill fucking. Oh. That means we might get to see and then kill Longshot in the same movie. Oh, that'd be great. That would make me so happy. <laughs> I know there are Longshot stands out there. That's fine. Character annoys the hell out of me. So what's the other one? Shatterstar that he killed in Deadpool 2? Yes, it is. That made me so happy. That was great. Um, the thing with, like... I don't know. Like my the X Men that I don't care as much for seem to be the ones that are everyone else's favorite. 
Like I do not in any way, shape, or form understand everyone's attraction to Gambit. I don't either. My sister's one of those. But they fucking love they him. They fucking love. Hello, Brad. Hello, Ryan. Yeah, they love oh. Gambit. Oh, I bet I know. It's, it's the hot possum thing. Wait. Hot um, possum? Hot possum. Hot is... possum. <laughs> Uh, I don't know that it's a new thing, but it's going around currently. Oh, I think I saw something about that. Other people who fit this category are, um, what's his face from... Ryan Gosling is hot possum? No. Oh. Um, Ryan Gosling is not a hot possum. Um, The guy from Walking Dead. Uh, Oh, my God. Okay. You know, the kind of... Yes, I know who you're talking about. Negan? No. No, the one who's also in Boondock Saints. Oh, my God. You've literally, you have now mentioned two things I could give two shits about. Yep. <laughs> Norman Reedus. Good God. Uh, uh, Norman Reedus looks... is a hot possum. Oh, because he always looks dirty? Yes. Essentially, it's, I, I think the, uh, the concept is guys who are at the same time attractive, but kind of dirty. It freaked me out the first time Norman Reedus spoke and it was an English accent. English? Unless I was watching him do something else. I've, I, I, maybe I've never heard him speak in his natural voice. Uh, but yes, hot. Uh, so I would, I would guess. Oh no, he's the, an American. What? I'm sure it was. Uh, it was a bit. I, it must have been then. Never mind. At any rate, anyway, uh, uh, Gambit, hot possum. Okay. He seems kind of trashy. Mm-hmm. But but is also attractive, ostensibly. Thanks, I don't know why I thought he was. Why? What made me think he was British? I bet uh, you he was doing a bit, and he's doing a British accent. He's doing a bit. <laughs> um, I I feel like hot possum is just the latest iteration of the trope of women like bad boys. I don't know that it's strictly a bad boy. Because that's a that's like a personality style, right? Like a, a, but... uh, I would imagine a lot of that is also built into being a hot possum, or a what was the term that I heard used for uh, Machine Gun Kelly and um, Pete? What's his name? Uh, Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson. Um, it's like like line cook goblin. Um, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, it's something like that. Yep. Yeah. That works. Yeah. Like, what's his name in The Bear? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which everyone keeps pointing out that he looks looks a lot like a very young Gene Wilder. He kind of does. He kind of does, actually. He's a little little clean cut for the... uh, the, Have either of you watched The Bear? Yeah. I just finished the second season. I've I've never watched... um, What is the name of the show about the Gallagher family? As in, like, Sledgematic no, or, or Liam or the it, it or Oasis. Really, it stars Bill Macy oh. as the father. Oh, um, so I know no, what you mean. There's a British version of it, I think, first, too. I don't know. Um, um, but he's also from that. His character's name is Lip. Mm. Sorry, William H. Macy. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is Bill? That's probably why he doesn't yeah. go by oh, Bill um, Macy. Uh, not skins. Um, it's like the trashes or something. Essentially, yeah, just like, like just like a dirt family. 
Shameless. Shameless. Yep. Oh yeah, Eden and, says, yeah. It's a. This is an American remake. Yeah. Of, of the British one, which Eden I don't think lasted. Vigo Mortensen. Clean, he's okay, but get him all dirty in a ranger outfit, and he turns into fire. Yep. Hot possum. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I'm, like, I'm uh, going to go with... Woodsy. I I don't get it, and that's okay. I, um, I will accept the hot possum on a case-by-case basis. It's not an across-the-board... How did we get to this? Um, Gambit. We don't understand oh, why... Yeah. And you know People what? Dig His costume <laughs> is or stupid. Long shot, or there. Are... I don't. I don't like long shot. I, I don't. Know. I was about to say he's a second rate Domino, but I don't know who came first, Domino or Hot Shot. Long shot. Yeah. Long shot. Long shot did. Yeah. Well, Domino's better. Domino was created by Rob Liefeld. Was Long Shot a Claremont creation? Yes. That was deep in the the Claremont. I guess so. Years. Just like I don't, yeah. That was just... Claremont Art Adams era. Okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Also, I just... the guy who did the voice of Gambit in X Men the Animated Series just always annoyed the hell out of me. It's just such a bad Cajun accent. Oh yeah. When it's I horrible. when I think of Gambit, I think of the animated version one. And what the fuck is up with his like his weird no like mask cowl? his purple condom face. <laughs> Like his his low rent Kang the Conqueror, but not his face and not his hair. No, it's just, yeah, well, yeah, the hair can come out as a tuft. Yep. Yeah, no, and that's why I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get it either. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's uh, God, this one gets me in trouble. Well, won't get me in trouble, but people really like this character. I never got the massive appeal to Jubilee. I'm like, that's just a less disco fun Dazzler. And as everyone knows, Dazzler is the greatest X-Men. I, I will have words. I feel like I enjoy Jubilee, the comic book character, more than I enjoyed Jubilee, the cartoon character. Yes. You know what Jubilee I also liked a lot? Fucking vampire Jubilee. When she She's got turned still into, a vampire. Because I quit reading for a while. She's still a vampire. Yeah, that was cool. That stuck. Um, Ida, of course, she loves Longshot. Now I remember why we used to have Sibling fights when I ran a T five. No, no. Oh, I, I misheard yeah, you. Talk, yeah, um, <laughs> I was gonna say. So again, animated series is my biggest exposure to X Men, and there is no Dazzler as far as I remember, but the, there is Jubilee. She's kind of like the catalytic uh, character. Yes, for the series, and yeah. she's the only young person. Mm-hmm. So. As a child in the '90s, that's the most relatable character. That's nope. why she's there. Is I to... get all of that. Yeah. Um, was she first? Jim Lee made her though, right? Yeah. Um, she showed up first in the comics, uh, and then showed up in the animated series, right? Because she showed up in the comics as a sidekick to Wolverine early on. Yeah. Um, I I have now come to think that Squirrel Girl makes a much better sidekick to Wolverine. <laughs> Which Wolverine are we talking about now? To, to Logan. The other one's kind of like roll with her. True. She drives Logan up the wall, which is why it's fun. Yeah. Because she's always asking if she can do a fastball special. And he's like, you have to quit talking about that. Like when there's a big fight, she's like, oh, he's like, don't. No. I, I, I think my favorite in canon mention of the fastball special uh, is the, the time that um, Wolverine tells She-Hulk to pick him up and throw him. And so yep. she 
she gets in that position. He gets in, balls up in her hand. She's like, so what do you call this again? This is a fastball special. You usually do this with a dude, right? Yeah. It's a real tight butt you got there, Wolverine. <laughs> and just throws him. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. That was great. Thank you. So I bring this all up because Ryan Reynolds posted the picture. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's there's no way they don't make a fastball special joke. How can they not? How yeah. can they not? Yeah, they have to. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I the idea of Mojo Planet could be fun. It also... Or Mojo World. The it lends itself well to what the MCU has been doing with the multiverse. Mm-hmm. It lends itself well to doing all the, th- all the cameos they keep talking about are going to happen, which yeah. will reference everything that they have done at Fox. Right. With any Marvel properties. So uh, yes. I, I need you guys to rewind all the way back to the beginning and tell me what the fuck is Mojo because I don't understand. Mojo. M- Mojo is Mojo. Mojo <laughs> is the supreme ruler of Mojo world. And of Mojoverse. And the Mojoverse. And Mojo um, requires entertainment and requires to be entertained and to provide entertainment. He keeps all of his subjects in line by broadcasting at them all the time. Yeah. That's why his eyes are pried open so that he never misses anything. Um, he, the X-Men, I, do, I, there is an entirely other podcast that you yeah. should go listen Just to. Read, what, listen to Jay and Miles explain the X-Men. Explain the explain, X-Men. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you gotta, gotta get that emphasis in there. There's branding going on. Hi, Jay. Hi, Miles. <laughs> oh, my God. I really, I really I never, should be listening to them. I never realized what inspired the creation of Mojo. What is it? Um, so, Anne, uh, the writer Anne Nocenti helped co-create Longshot. When she was writing the Longshot miniseries... She was pursuing her master's degree at Columbia, studying writers like Marshall McClure, Noam Chomsky, Edward Herman, and Walter Lippmann. So they're all influences on. She was basically like, "What if everyone they? What if every? Basically, I think her idea is, what if everything they say could happen with the media as it destroys society? I put into a villain." Oh man! So he's going to be very timely, is what you're saying? Yes. Yes. Um, Mojo is a perfect villain for the modern age. Inspired by Malcolm McDonald. So it was also Malcolm McDowell said he inspired the look of Mojo, and that's been confirmed from Clockwork Orange with the eyes. His eyes are always kept open. Yep. Well, there you go. Yeah, that that is an. uh, I watched Clockwork Orange when I was too young to have watched Clockwork Orange. (laughs) And that is one of those images that is just burned into my brain. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, Ryan Reynolds posted, basically, though, the thing was that he wrote, don't blink. And it's him in his suit, which they've made even more red. Um, Uh And it's got Wolverine in the yellow yellow suit. The original Claremont yellow suit. I know for a lot of X-Men fans, it's the... Mm -hmm. It's on the belt. It's on the belt. Oh, didn't it used to be a big old chess piece? No, he's never had that. No? 
Uh, I know a lot of people are like, what's well, not the one I grew up with, the brown and black one? It's like, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. You know, you know what? Be lucky this isn't like the one with the whiskers on the face mask. That was. <laughs> mm-hmm. His little whiskers when he fought the Hulk originally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm I'm pumped for this. I've enjoyed both Deadpool movies. They're fun. Yeah. They're ridiculous. They're a lot of fun. You know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like that this also appears in canon. They're like, is he not dead? And they're like, do, do you forget that Deadpool has access to time travel now? Because at the end of Deadpool 2, you know, and everyone also forgets that they're wiring an arc reactor into the into Cable's time travel thing. Yeah. Almost no one ever talks about that. You're like, where's the power come from? And I was like, Yukio is, she's wiring Tony Stark's arc reactor into the time travel thing. So it's kind of limited. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. It'll be ridiculous. Yeah. And also, they shouldn't have access to the arc reactor at that point. But but they do. They do. Yeah. Uh, also, it's it's a comic book movie. Shut yeah, up. shut up. <laughs> Not only that, it's a Deadpool comic book movie. Yeah. You know, if I, I only way I wanted to end in one way, I wanted to end with Deadpool then appearing at Logan's grave at the end of Logan and trying to be all respectful, but then just not being able to do it and then have Hugh Jackman show up and have him freak out and then go to credits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Norm has some commentary about Gambit yeah. and why people think he's hot. Uh, the chin line, the accent, the moves. I guess I don't know what his moves are. Uh, his angsty teen outfit. Uh, so he's like a like an, an uber version of uh, the weird kid in high school. Uh, yeah. He's into martial arts and grudge. I, I'm, I'm a little offended by that as one of the weird kids from high school. As was I. I was going to say, uh, we clearly went to different high schools, Norm, because... Uh, the kid who wore the trench coat and was into martial arts uh, and was weird uh, was not considered one of the hot guys. No. And I don't know why Ryan is saying this, but it cracked me up. He studied the blade. <laughs> it just seems like it's very deep. I think I'm going to break cable tonight. No, I just realized that as you were listing off the, the trench coat and this, and I'm like, oh, fuck, wait, I did do that. That was like my last year of high school. <laughs> I did thought. You, did you also run in an anime style? No, that was not around then. Oh, no, you're right. That yeah. was... My anime was Akira, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to run around anime style. I wanted to do the dope-ass bike the slide. The bike slide. Mm-hmm. Yep. When I was in high school, that's, yes. that's what the weird kids were doing. The weird anime run? Mm-hmm. The Naruto run? Yep. Yeah, yes. Yes. Oh, I've never seen a Naruto, so... Uh, the only thing I ever liked about that I've was the only thing I the one thing I still loved about that run was like years ago when it became when it like hit peak meat was they were doing that report outside Area 51 during the anniversary and some kid just runs by the camera doing the like the <laughs> run really quick. Was, that was dope. I remember that. Fucking <laughs> legend. Uh, so yeah, those that's the Deadpool thing. It'll be fun. Yeah, we got a long time to go, but I, look, it's gonna be a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be delightfully crass. Do you want to do uh, some Ahsoka? Yeah, I want to. Let, let's tackle that. Okay, because and then I want to hear about your trip. Oh, right. Okay. Boy, am I bad at talking about myself, which I is know. hilarious because I never shut up. 
we're we're aware. Yeah. We, we've met you. Move on. Ahsoka. Uh-huh. Ahsoka. So the trailer confirmed a lot of things. One that uh, the other Mickelson is indeed playing Grand Admiral Thrawn, reprising how, the role in live action. How many are there? I don't know. Two that I know of. So one less than the Stars Guards. It's like a Nordic revolution yeah. right now. There's Mads Nordic villains, and there's whatever. I I'm sorry, I don't ever remember what the brother's name is. Not Mads. Uh, for the Scars Guards or the Mickelson. No, Mickelson. Uh, Mads Mickelson. This, the, there's, uh, there's K's in it. Uh, Ooh, lots. Who's the other one? Um, oh, God damn it! Come on. No, give me all of the Mickelsons. Uh, Mar Lars. 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 Mads and Lars. Uh, Lars is played the voice of Grand Admiral Thrawn and is is confirmed as playing him in live action. It's yes, fantastic. Um, we do. We did finally get to see and hear um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, um, Mrs. Obi Wan playing Hera. <laughs> I'm still weirded out by I that. I know. I am still weirded out by that. Um, and, but I, I think the thing that like that threw both you and I is the comment from Sabine referring to Ahsoka as master. Yeah, well, there's that line where Ahsoka says, uh, what is it? I ran, basically, I didn't, Anakin didn't finish his training because I ran from Right. I ran from I, Anakin or yeah. something. Just I left, like I left Anakin. Just like I abandoned you. Mm-hmm. And Sabine has that line something something master. And I was like, right. what? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and in the trailer, I'm pretty sure that she's wielding a lightsaber at some point. She sure is. It looks and like it, there yeah. is a there is at least one scene where she's trying she's to force, she's force pushing thing. or something, mm-hmm. yeah. So this was never covered in Rebels. Uh I thought I'd gotten spoiled because I still have not finished Rebels, but uh, okay, it's right. we're we're all equally surprised by this. Yeah, yeah. you are. That the spoiler to Rebels came in the Mandalorian season three. Um, yes, I'm never going to remember right. That's now. fine. Yep, just, fine. Just, just, just keep going. Yep. Um, the I had to think for a minute too, and I was like, oh, uh-huh. yes, yeah. yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so the, the only time that we've seen Sabine wield any sort of blade was when Kanan was training her with the Darksaber. Right. Because the Darksaber, as we have continued to learn, is an unwieldy beast. Right. If you are not remotely trained on how to use it. Yeah. And the, the worse you are with it, the harder it becomes to Yep. Do it at all, right? And it, it gave it gave both uh, Favreau and Filoni um, an opportunity to explain something about lightsabers and lightsaber design and things that they had learned from George Lucas about lightsabers that had not previously been discussed, and that is they're fucking heavy. Yeah. For something that is a beam, a, a beam of light coming out of a, a hilt... As soon as you turn that fucker on, it takes two hands. Yeah. He, like, Lucas always wanted the lightsaber to be a two-handed weapon. And so their take on it is that means it's because it's heavy. Right. And he always also wanted it to be, the reason why only Jedi use it is that it's dangerous or or Sith. 
Mm-hmm. There's uh, a couple of reasons, right? It's, there's a couple of reasons, but like the technology is hard to access. You need mm-hmm. the special training. Yeah, you got to get you a can Kyber only get from other trained people. Right, and, and a lot of the depictions of Jedi assembling their lightsabers for the first time. That's all done with the Force. Right. They actually have the components in front of them, and they assembled it using the Force. So there are tiny little screws and and bits and pieces that all go together Mm -hmm. that you could not do by doing it by hand. I'm not sure if I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. It came up a lot in the Clone Wars, uh, Gendy Karatovsky's uh, Clone Wars cartoon, and also the... Clone Wars animated series. Okay, I, then, yeah. I, then I, I especially know, like, the just... scene with all the younglings. Yep, mm-hmm. that has the well in Ahsoka, the return of David Tennant as the lightsaber librarian. Oh right, yeah, right. Um, yeah, yeah. Even I bring it up a lot, but even in the role playing game, it was very much written that like unless your character is force sensitive, well, as a Jedi or at least force sensitive, you can try to use a you can try to use a lightsaber, but it's equivalent of like DC. Mm-hmm. It, it was like, it was a DC 30, let's say, if mm-hmm. you were not trained in it, they were dangerous to use. Oof. And that's one of Lucas's notes that like they are, they are, that's why he also created vibroblades mm-hmm. so that non Jedi could have melee weapons that could handle a lightsaber for a little while. Not long. Right. They would still break. Down. They would still break down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm super pumped on that. Uh, we got a glimpse of the New Republic feet, fleet, so all the all the new Mon Cal cruisers. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, a little bit more of uh, the late uh, uh, Ray. Yeah. Martin. What's his last name? Uh, the character's name is Shin Hati. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really sad. He was a cool... Stevenson. Ray yeah. Stevenson. Thank you. Um, yeah, that was a surprise. I'm cur- his character's name is Balin Skull. That's one of them. Shin Hati is the guy that says we are no Jedi and like shivs the dude. You see mm. the beginning of the trailer? Mm. That's Shin. I think Balin Skull is the woman that is with him. No, his he is listed Ray as Stevenson. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. Balin I'm getting Skull. yeah. Oh, that's right. Balin says he Shin and Hati Shin. is uh appears to be a woman. Actor's name is Ivana Sanko. Who looks a lot like I'm not gonna say it's what she is. She looks a lot like a witch of Dathomir. Little bit. Little bit. Mm. And you know me, I what I would give to have anything that has more witches of Dathomir yes, in it. They as, are fucking cool. They are so cool. Especially if you get the chorus behind it, whatever they speak. It's the <laughs> most badass thing ever. I love it. I feel like it, it was a bit that I saw. It was comedian or other actress. I don't know. It, but they were basically going... The, the first time they introduce the uh, the sis, the Night Sisters of Dathomir on Clone Worlds, it was like, wait, back up, hold the phone. You've had these that you're saying that this has existed in Star Wars. They've been here the whole time. Yeah. All of these, fu- why aren't you doing fucking shows about the Night Sisters of Dathomir? What the fuck? Who, by the way, ride rancors. Yeah, hot witch. Hot, you know, Sith force witch, using force witches. using witches. They're not Sith. Rancors. They're evil, yeah, right. but they're not Sith because they don't follow the rules. Are rule. they evil? I'm going to change my name to Sith Witch. No, they're not evil. They are just not 
overly preoccupied with anybody else's interests or needs. Well, they're they they're doing it for themselves. There's also been the implication that at one time Dathomir was not a hellhole. Yeah, and that they were given the short shrift, and because they also have the brothers, that's what mm-hmm. like Maul and you know Savage. Savage Opress. Oh my God! Mm. It's a more. There is no more Lucas name. Yeah. When no, people are like, that not. name's dumb. I'm like, that is the most George Lucasy Lucas name that they could have ever come up with. Yeah. The only thing is more Lucasy if a character was named Fastero Ma Intense. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> that is stupid. Um. Okay, but you're saying uh, Dathomir didn't use. So look like I'm that. trying to remember. It's probably not canon. Again, this is shit pulled from like the old role playing games, which are like the books are written like. West End was given access to like every note George ever had and every Ralph McQuarrie sketch, everything. Not so much the new games, but the ones in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Like had all of it. And I think it was that, yeah, Dathomir used to be an okay place. And I think it was like, I think it was like they got stuck in the middle of the original Jedi Sith War. And they like... They unfortunately like believed both when they're like, well, if you know, we'll make sure you're fine. And like the Sith were gonna break their promise, and the Jedi were like, eh, eh. Do do we really want to align our Well, I think as it's written, the Jedi couldn't quite understand how they could use these force abilities with no Jedi or Sith style training. Like they were already knowing how to do body transfers, mm-hmm. resurrections, force lightning, but they weren't like ruled by passion like Sith were. So maybe because possibly they the Jedi understand less about the fourth than they keep telling us they do. Right. So <laughs> if I remember correctly, yeah, basically the Sith were like if you help us do this, we'll make sure that you don't get pulled into the war. That didn't happen. So when the when they asked the Jedi like, "Hey, we need your help with this," the Jedi were like, eh, "We don't quite, we don't quite get you, and you kind of give off Oogie Dark Side vibes." So mm-hmm. right, uh, that's why the witches hate both. So like skimming the uh, the lore about them, they they started from a, a banished Jedi Knight. Okay, so so that's their core. Uh, base that's that's their their starting point for you know how to wield uh the force and for what purposes uh but that was you know a way long time ago um and right. because the jedi are so uh you know tight-fisted with their knowledge it would make sense that like if they have this older you know knowledge about how to use the force and they've been passing it down with each other for generations meanwhile out in the rest of the world the jedi you know and their councils decide like oh this this knowledge is too dangerous to be public you know even amongst the jedi and they start like you know clocking it all down yeah makes sense to me but they're just cool that's why i'm hoping maybe that one character has some kind of connection i mean really i just see like one like extreme pale face and kind of stringy hair mm-hmm. and it's a woman i'm like that's a witchy down here please you know i just i, I don't want to turn to that marvel fan like you know the villain's gonna be mephistopheles here's proof <laughs> no <laughs> good lord 
I still come across those. I it's know. like, it's been months. Why are you still talking about a show? That would, that was if like, I was Kevin Feige, I would never bring that character in just out of spite. Yeah. I'd use fucking, what's his name? Blackheart. Mephistopheles is like weird son. Mm-hmm. I'd use him. And, I, only, and only say father. Not mention his name at all. I would, I would pay real money for Nightmare. Maybe I'm thinking of Nightmare. No, you're not thinking of Nightmare. So that is that I would Blackthorn or whatever. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, Blackheart. Blackheart. I only remember it because I had a prestige format book that was the Punisher, Wolverine, and Ghost Rider, basically against Blackheart and Nightmare. Yeah, and it was fucking bitching. Yeah. So, it, it, it was so like, metal. It sounds like a metal album yeah. of comics. Oh, 100% was. I think it even had like the foil and boss metal cover. I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> um, is there anything else we want to cover on this? Uh, well, let's give a shout out to fucking what's her name who plays Mon Mothma. Mm. Imagine you're in a fucking cut scene. I think in either Revenge of the uh, Attack of the Clones or, or Phantom Menace. And you're like, well, that was fun. Never going to do that again. And then all of a sudden, want to bet? Here you go. <laughs> Here you go. You're going to be in every new Star Wars thing from fucking Revenge of the Sith on. Um, I, uh, Just playing Mon Mothma. Still playing Mon Mothma. Right. Um, I'm, I'm curious if they're going to have her death. Um. I've read the one thing they've kept in both from the original canon or from the what's now called legacy and the, like the current timeline is that and I feel like this was something Lucas had wanted and I could see Filoni concurring with it is that Mon Mothma dies in her sleep believing she did everything that she fought for since she was a senator. The war was over. Democracy's back. There's a new republic. Peace. Thousands of years. And now, I did my job. And now I can die. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I kind of want... I don't want her to, like, live to see the rise of the new order or whatever the fuck the empire becomes. Mm. Like, no, I want her to... Yeah. yeah like, no, say goodnight, sip some tea, and go... Mm-hmm. As and, people currently living in that real timeline. Yeah, I get that. I guess that's true. And then... On the picture to the right of her is just some ra- I know. Yeah. It's just some random dude. But again, like the Timothy Zahn RPG nerd of me, I'm like, I wonder if that'll be talent card. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not gonna be, but I wish it would. It'd be fucking cool. Um so here is my thoughts slash concerns about Thrawn coming back. Sure. Um I never liked how he was defeated in the books. And I get Zahn was doing the irony of the man who foresaw everything could not understand when his own bodyguards killed him. Uh, Spoilers for a book that's goddamn 30 years old. Sure. Um, So, and when he's beaten a few times in Rebels, it it makes sense because it's a random chaos element that catches him almost every time. Yes, sort of. Sort of. Uh, he is incredibly arrogant, and when he has his blinders on, they are hella blinders. He just rarely makes that mistake. I, I appreciate that instead of making him blind to, oh, I didn't see my own guards were going to kill me, but that he is still that villain that is ten steps ahead, not two. 
Yeah. The thing that he can never, ever seem to predict, and it's because he doesn't understand it and doesn't believe in it, is as soon as the force is involved, he's lost because he does not understand it. He fundamentally does not understand the force. Right. And because of that, that's yeah. that is he even considers it a crutch in some way. Yes. Yeah. And that is why he got his ass handed to him several times by Ezra. Right. Because Ezra figured that out. <laughs> right. I, I like the character. I haven't read like I've read some of the like, you know, Thrawn Ascendant, like the new ones before he's Grand Admiral. Mm-hmm. The original Zon trilogy, I loved it that even just the mere rumor that a Grand Admiral was back, like outlying systems surrendered. Yep. They're like, you know what? We'll just go under new Imperial rule. It's fine. Other than fighting back against, especially this fucking Grand Admiral. Like, no, we ain't fighting. You know what, Republic? You can't get here fast enough. And also, you guys have all like sidelined Akbar for political reasons that was in the book. They're like, so you ain't got anybody smart enough to take this guy on. We surrender. Um, which is kind of neat. But I, I guess what I mean, though, is I want Thrawn to mean something. Because if this all just still leads to the fucking First Order and all of that, like, sequels bullshit with that, I never bought the First Order. Sure. Um, and this is not me ripping on the characters. I actually love, even to an extent, fucking Kylo Ren. I don't like where they took him in Rise of Skywalker. But the first two, I dug it. I love Ray. I love John Boyega, Finn. Like, I love all the characters. They just were in a, apart from Last Jedi, they were in a shitty movie. Yep. Um, So I don't want, like, all this cool shit with Grand Admiral Thrawn, you know, the apparent heir to the Empire, and then not have it matter. Which, I feel like that's the direction they're going. Because the... Is... Whatever Ahsoka is going to be, it is also still only going to be a prequel. Yeah, I know. Because Filoni has a movie coming out. And Filoni's movie is Heir to the Empire. Right. And it's his version of Heir to the Empire. Right. Um, The only thing I can wonder is if he's going to split. He's going to create basically a version of the Imperial Remnant that... I, I could see a movie in which at the end, because the thing with Thrawn is he, one reason why he agreed with Palpatine a lot was the need for order. Mm-hmm. Chaos breeds war. But he didn't believe in ruling through fear like the Emperor. That's why he loathes the Death Star. He's like, it's a big giant target. His attitude was basically someone's going to blow it up one day and you have wasted all of these resources when you could have built thousands of star destroyers mm-hmm. that can accomplish two star destroyers can suppress a planet. You don't have to blow it up. It's a waste. Um, so I could kind of see him seeing the rubblings of the new Republic and the rise of the new order and being like, Oh, you didn't learn your lesson from the last 30 years. I want no part of it. Right. I'm going to go off here do my thing with the Chiss ascendancy and like the Imperial remnant. And we're going to just do our thing at the end. But that also could be a really anticlimactic ending to a star war, but yep. It'll, I, I have, I have enough faith 
in the creative teams that mm-hmm. I'm interested in seeing this. Um, and all of the players involved make yeah, me yeah. want to jump in. No, I agree for sure. It, yeah, yeah. I, well, basically, what I'm saying, and I'm going to throw some shade, is that I don't think in any way, shape, or form is it going to be a secret invasion. Oh, I haven't started it. Don't have a big desire to. I don't think Bean. Have you started watching you Secret think, Invasion? Okay. No. So I will. I will see Ahsoka before here, I. Here is here is Cable's hot take. If you haven't jumped into watching Secret <laughs> Invasion yet, don't. Everything I've heard is like it's just pointless. It it is. Yeah, I I don't. And it, it's not that it's it's pointless and like oh it meanders it does this it's like no. I don't understand what the point they are trying to make is. Right. I don't understand who they think the audience is, is for this show. And I don't, uh, regardless of how well the scenes are acted out, they don't string together as a story. Um, people are pissed that it's an AI generated opening sequence. I've, believe the entire fucking thing was generated by AI. <laughs> the script reads like it was written by chat GPT. Cause so you it's... just sit there going, Oh wait, that was dialogue, but that was not, you didn't tell me anything. <laughs> it is also a fucking waste of Amelia Clark and um, Olivia. Uh, what's her name? Coleman. Coleman. Yep. Ooh. Absolute waste of those actors. Cause yeah, cause you, know, you know where she wasn't wasted. Oh, well, no, wait, maybe I won't say because I don't want to spoil anything what? for anyone who Olivia is Coleman? watching. Yeah, she was in something else that we talked about earlier. But I'm not going to say now in case someone isn't done with the bear and is listening right now. And- oh, oh, yeah. Well, now you just said it. I did. I did just say Yeah, but you it. just, that's not. That's on IMDb. People can figure that out. Yeah, that's you didn't true. say okay. what happened. Well, now, now you that said- I've blurted that much out, I will say that uh, Olivia Coleman uh, does a cameo in... Uh, it plays a short role in The Bear season two, and it was very good. Cool. Yes. She's the real bummer. Really good. She's great. Mm-hmm. She's fantastic. The real bummer is, is Olivia Coleman. She has mentioned before, she has wanted to be in a Marvel movie because she loves comics. Aww. Oh, yeah. She's a big fucking nerd. Yeah. And now, what you tell me, I'm bummed. Like, oh, she finally got in, and it's a, it's like a boring show. Oh, no. So she- it has. So it has like nothing to do other than concept with Bendis's entire secret invasion. Other than the script, I'm sorry that we completely switched. We know, yeah. Um, It is. It takes threads from Captain Marvel, where Carol and Nick both agreed, promised the Skrulls 100 they would find them a new home world. Yeah, yeah. so it's kickstarted from that event forward mm-hmm. um, to F- when Fury was snapped and everyone went, oh, well, now we've lost Fury. He's gone for five years. And then the blip happens and he comes back. Great. Um, and now, but as soon as he came back, he apparently went into space, as we saw in Spider-Man Far From Home. Right. Um, right. And that whole... Oh, Talos was impersonating Nick. We actually don't know how long Talos was actually doing that. Yeah. Um, there's indications that 
because of the line of dialogue of I Fury saying I can't eat bread or I can't eat toast if it's cut into triangles. He's eating triangular shaped toast in Age of Ultron. Which is to indicate that maybe that was Talos. Right. What a small Um, thing. But the whole thing is that from when the scrolls were found at the end of Captain Marvel, Mm -hmm. Fury indoctrinated a bunch of them into being a spy network for him. Because they could be anyone. Right. And so they were. And they were his eyes and ears. They are the reason that he has all of the information that he has had gathered over the years. And why he... Okay. It's like, great. That's super. I'll have a question about that in a minute. But sure. Let's go ahead with that. And then Talos brings him up to date about the fact that while he was gone, because he was snapped away, Talos kind of put out the call and brought as many scrolls as he could to Earth, you know, because they were still going to work to find them a new home world. Right. There are a million scrolls on Earth. Wow. And another faction has gone, yeah, I don't know what this shit is about we need to find a new planet. We already did. We're here. And Let's these, just get rid of the humans. And these hairless Oops. monkeys are stupid. I mean. Yep. They're actively trying to kill off humans. Like, they, they are currently hiding out at Chernobyl because it's like, yeah, it's radiation. Fuck it. We don't care. Which brings up another question. I'll get to that. So my first question... <laughs> is that how you get a super scroll? My first question is this. Massive, undetectable alien spy network across the globe, into everything, gets Fury every single bit of information that is out there in the world that can be found. And none of them went... Hey, you know what? Shield has been infiltrated by um, Hydra. <laughs> not what? once. Maybe they not think Hydra's kind of cool. I knew you cool. were going there. Yeah, it's like you you, you fucked it up. I mean, that that's why I, I make that joke about this was written by ChatGPT. Like you you fucked up your premise immediately because of this thing that exists. Hmm. Hydra infiltrated Shield. And no one... If Nick had aliens working for him the entire time that could be anybody, that would not have got past Nick. Man's got a point. Okay. Um, two, uh, for long-term infil- um, uh, assume Espionage. assumption of uh, identities, mm-hmm. like they are at all the high echelons of power, right? Their human counterparts are held in stasis at Chernobyl. They're still human. They are still affected by radiation. Scrolls aren't. Humans are. They're all still alive. How? Uh, are, are they in, like, special stasis that mm, keeps them shielded? No, not really. Mutants. <laughs> mm. So, yeah. They're, they, they couldn't all be mutants. There are but little what if things. that activates your latent X gene? Yeah. But only uh. if you have it. Sorry. But yeah, like I'm I am three episodes in. Every single episode, Merrick and I look at each other going, That was boring, right? It was boring. Oh. I'm not making this up. It's like, no, yeah, I'm thoroughly bored. So is it one of those ones where maybe I just watched the last two episodes? 
Um, I I would <laughs> just for all the fighty punchy stabby. Maybe someone It'll, will do a. I don't know that that's coming. Necessary. They'll do a recap. I I don't know that there's going to be a big fight scene coming. Oh. Oh, is it not over yet? There there are three more episodes oh, so of short. nothing happening. Mm. So, I I don't know. Um, I'll have more to tell you in three weeks, I suppose. All right. I was kind of hoping they would do a version of Dark Rain. That'd be fun. Yeah. I I just I just, I, I, I just I love the idea of Norman Osborn running. Yeah. Shield basically. Well, it's the first, but the second board me a move. Yeah, Brad. Yeah, he gets it. All right. Well. Well, it's a a, yeah, it sounds like I'm not going to watch it. I'm not all that invested in the Marvel universe. Oh, here, days, here you so. go. Here, here's the big thing. Uh, Nick Fury mm-hmm. married to a scroll. Is this surprising? No, no, not really. No, mm-hmm. you can have somebody. Hey, got somebody different every night. Like, honey, I am feeling <laughs> like. You know who I had a crush on growing up? You know. That's weird. If you had a partner that could turn into anything and they enjoyed it too. I guess, yeah. I, I just, I, just the idea of like, just because someone can be anybody you want, I don't know. But think of it as like an organic holodeck. How does the other person really feel about that though? Like, do they get to be themselves ever? And, well, yes, but and also like it'd be one thing if consenting it was like, adults can have fantasy in the bedroom. If you look like this one famous person or whatever, but someone you actually knew and had feelings for. In, no, in okay, I didn't mean like that. Life? Here's what I meant. I meant it like, hey, honey, want me to be one of your passes tonight? And you'd be like, oh, sure. <laughs> um, so. Denver, and then we got to take a quick break. Uh, I, I think we have oh, to take a quick break, and then you just come back with Denver. That's and fine. That, that can be the show. Yeah, we'll do a more track recap later. Uh, yeah. Spoilers: They're my two least favorite Strange New Worlds today, but still stellar. Episodes. Still good. Still yeah, they're worlds. just not. Yeah, they're not they're the, far and above better than any Secret Invasion going on. <laughs> the only critique I will like say it. is next time, Trek, you want to use like a high-pitched noise to really send the message that your characters are doing it, maybe think about your audience, because that was... Ooh! Yeah. They're, they're mostly old. Don't do it. Mm. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we'll be right back. Heck yeah, we will. As soon as I get to the place that lets me do that, we'll be right back. Good spot to talk about our sponsors. First up, let's talk about Revnat, uh, Revnat's hard cider. So some really cool news. Uh, if you're, you know, if you got on his email, you already know about it. But after a long time of, of working out the particulars and getting the flavors just right, Revnat now has two non-alcoholic or NA options for folks who, you know, don't drink or are wanting to cut back or are wanting to, you know, mix a little bit of both when they're enjoying uh, enjoying one of uh, Nat's fine ciders. Uh, right now, it is just in his tap room, which is on uh, Southeast 35th and Division. Uh, I'm sure there are plans to to bottle it in the, or can it in the future, but for right now, it's just on tap. Uh, I actually got to sample test versions of these. Gosh, almost a year ago, I started that. And let me tell you, um, the pineapple one was already good when it was an early test. I can't imagine how good it is now. So definitely check that out. 
uh, Revnats of Revnats Hard Cider now uh, pouring NA ciders at his tap room. Very cool. And then before we get back to the show, a huge thank to Guardian Games. Not only are they our longest sponsor, but they are also now our studio space where we record this very show. Um, so yeah, check them out. 345 Southeast Taylor Street in Portland, Oregon. Um, you know, Pride in, in Portland is, is now like in July for various reasons. But uh, to highlight that, they have a ton of uh, role-playing games, board games, all kinds of stuff. Uh, created by LGBTQ plus uh, creators in there, and there's some some fun stuff. You've actually heard me talk about the uh, the game Thir- Thirsty Sword Lesbians. That <laughs> uh, always cracks me up. That is actually a really good game. The system is fantastic. Uh, now there's the advanced version of it too, um, but that's just one of the examples of what some of the games they have uh, to support the community. They have it all there. Guardian Games. 345 Southeast Taylor Street. And when you're there, thank them for being a sponsor of Geek in the City Radio. Okay, but, uh, that'll do, pig. That'll do. Yeah, that'll do. <clears throat> Hello, and welcome back as I move the faces around. That'll do, pig. I still love that the guy who fucking directed Mad Max Fury Road directed Babe. And and Happy Feet. Yep. Yeah, he's a very versatile director. You know what fascinates me about cameras and, and lighting is Denise and I are, if you're watching this on YouTube uh, later or live on Twitch, Denise and I are sitting on the same sofa against the same wall. Mm-hmm. This is wildly different colors. Yeah, this is very green, and you're very blue. And you're using the same color on the heat on the lamp. Yep. Oh yeah, we are. These are the exact same settings, but they're different yes. cameras. It's different cameras. It's yeah, different cameras. this camera comes with. Uh, this camera comes with an app. Oh, it doesn't come with an app. You have to download the app, and um, and then you can tweak the settings, right? Like, like including saturation and stuff. But uh. I don't know what that app is called, and I'm using a different computer than I did when we first started doing video. Right. Uh, and you know, when I get home, this show stops existing in my brain. I so I, sorry. So I, I've never gotten around to like figuring out what the app is called, seeing if I can even get it for this computer because they're different platforms, uh, so that I can fuck with the the settings. I don't want to be green. It's actually kind of bullshit that every camera is not automatically hardwired to white balance when it plugs into your computer. Yeah, it's that they all want you to use their fucking proprietary app. Just once again, kids, the villain is capitalism. Well, just the same way every retailer has their own app now. Yeah. Guardian Games does not have its own app. The big Thankfully. ones. The Give big it time. Ones. Yeah, I know. I'm aware. Speaking of places that had an app, I was at Fan Expo Denver. How was Fan Expo Denver? I had a lot of fun. Uh, I got to sit in the, the well, I got it while well, I was a guest. I got to sit in the pro section. You were a guest. I was a guest. Um, I am actually very grateful for bringing the pro section for things I will bring up afterwards. Okay. Um, no, I had a lot of fun. It, start, it was funny. Like it, um, Friday was very slow for mm-hmm. me. Like I brought all 
apart from I think five trades and maybe five full single issue runs, I brought everything with me. Okay. Uh, which, by the way, made it very heavy to bring on the plane. I'll bet. Uh, I had to buy a second bag, which I knew I'd have to do, but it still wound up being cheaper than even sending it media mail. Um, media mail, if you go over, I think it's 70 pounds, like the price like doubles. Mm. And it still takes a minimum of a week to get from Portland to Denver. Um, whereas if I split what I had between my regular bag and its own, I stayed under 50 for both. And that was a boring thing. What I'm saying is I brought a, <laughs> I brought a lot. You brought a lot. And after Friday, I had sold maybe two trades and like a couple of issue ones. And I was like, oh, Uh-oh. so that's how this show is going to go. Because a fan expo is very celebrity driven. Mm-hmm. Well, because they used to be wizards, which is what you would expect from something called a fan expo. Which no, is that's true. That's precisely true. like I, I expect celebrities. I expect toys. I expect comics, but not a focus on comics. That's fair. Just an inclusion yeah. of comics. Mm-hmm. Unlike a comic con where I expect comics and nothing but comics. Right. How's that working out for you? Shitty. <laughs> well, we'll find out after San Diego this year because every major studio pulled out. There is no Hall H on Saturday. Okay. There's nobody in Hall H on Saturday. Interesting. Wow. But again, anyway, back to Fan Expo. So, yeah, it, you know, Friday was really slow. Uh, had a good time Friday night in what turned out to be the most awkward D&D session I have ever been a part of. Oh. Oh. How much of that can you share publicly? None of it. Okay. I'm cool. sure someone will say you can tell your friends. See, he's just laughing right there. Cool. <laughs> and it had, he had nothing to do with it either. I was just like, uh, he hasn't even shared it privately, so yeah, I could share it privately, but not here. Um, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> cool. something wow. to look forward to. And then Saturday started kind of slow, and then it just fucking exploded. That an hour before the show ended on Saturday, I was out of product, so I was like, I just put a sign up saying Denver, you like f and rock, and I walked the floor for like an hour and checked out stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan just wrote just a shit show. Yeah, it was, man. Yeah, it was. And it had nothing to do with he and I. We were observers. It's his regular game. He's mm-hmm. got to still deal with that shit. <coughs> Sorry. Anyway. Um, so I brought back the rest of the stock on Sunday. And it. so the show Sunday was like either 9 to 5 or 10 to 5 or something like that. And I was, I was out by 2.30 again. Okay. I had nothing of that. The coolest thing... Well, two cool things. One, this like little brown kid came up, and and especially when it's little, they, yeah, it kills me because they see themselves on the cover and they get all excited. Um, but um, so her, she was there with her mom and her sister and some friends and stuff, and they're flipping through it, and she's like shy or whatever, but she's excited when she looks at it, and you know, her mom's like, "Is this appropriate for her?" I said, "Well." It averages like 12 and up, but if you know your kid, yeah, I mean, there's nothing bad, but it's officially rated or suggested at 12 and up per mm. bookstores and stuff. Um, she's like, well, what's in it? I said, well, no, and she's flipping through it a little bit. And I said, you know, it's got creepy Aztec witches and powers and like some scary monsters and stuff and little girl. And ah, she smiled and the mom was like, oh, she loves weird, scary shit. Like that's her jam. Um, and she loves witches and she got all excited when I explained like it's background and stuff. And 
her mom looked at her and was like, see, that's, that's where we come from. Like, like the Aztec stuff and all that. She's like, that's where we really come from. The girl got all excited. So goddamn precious. I know. Mm-hmm. So I'm explaining to her, like, there's the five issues is the whole story, or you can get the book that's called the trade. I'm also realizing I got to quit using certain, you get used to using lingo, especially in you live in Portland. If I say trade, almost everyone in Portland knows what that means. The trade yes. collection. Prostitutes. No, that's the <laughs> oldest profession. <laughs> but really, are not writers prostitutes of the soul? I'm sorry. Please continue. Actually, they're not, because you know what? It is slang. Physical is prostitutes slang. make way more money than writers do. That may or may. It depends. All right. Gigolos. And, and you're right. right. Anyway. Anyway. Um, but yeah, don't call it a trade to uh, to the, the so uh, yeah. So anyway, I explained it to her, and like the girl, you could tell she wanted the whole story. She wanted to read the whole thing. Well, her mom's like, "Well, it's it's fifteen dollars for the whole story, which is you know five bucks off copper. I always do show prices." The girl's like, uh, uh, "Like you can kill, you can see her doing math in her head. She was clearly given a budget with her own money, kind of thing." She's like, I want the whole story, but 15. Uh, and that's why I looked at her. I said, tell you what, you just buy the first issue. I'll give you the rest. She was, oh, and she looked at her mom with this look of like, is he allowed to do that? <laughs> and she, and the woman looked at me, are you sure? I said, yeah, absolutely. So she got all excited. So she bought, she bought the five issues, you know, you know, and I asked her, I said, you want me to sign it? She's like, mm, no, no. I said, well, I hope you have fun. You know, enjoy it. Because the girl was so excited flipping through it. Uh, her sister, who's not into scary shit at all, her, she's like, do you want to read this after me? And the sister's like, mm-mm. mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm a total softie. Especially when it comes to, like, the target demographic of that book. <laughs> as For the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gladly that way. But so they go, like, three tables down. All of a sudden, the mom comes back. Oh, uh, I told her, I said, it only has a couple of bad words, but not a lot. And the mom's like, that's okay. We let him say everything but fuck. I was like, oh, all right. So anyway, that's that leads up to the next little bit. They go away and a few tables out. They come back, the mom and just the first daughter who has the books. She's being very shy behind her. And the mom comes over and says, so we got over there. And she looked at me and she said, Shit, mom, I should have had him sign him like he asked, like he offered. <laughs> will you come with me? And I looked at her, I said, I will sign them. So I signed the first one and I said, You want me to sign all of them? No. Are you sure? <laughs> no. Okay. They did kind of do another loop like 10 minutes later. I said, Are you sure? She's like, No, I like, like just the one. So that was really cool. Uh, the thing I found out a few days later when the mom responded to my Instagram post is that their father had passed away two weeks before the show. Oh. And these were the tickets he had bought to take the kids to, to Fan Expo. Oh, fuck. And she said, I know you don't know this. You had no way of knowing this. But basically, like, this is the first time that my kid has smiled since she lost her dad. Oh. Like, you've given her a memory she's never going to forget. And I lost it reading the fucking Instagram post, as I always do. So that was an amazing moment. Uh, the one I didn't talk about online or anything. It's not because I had to hide it. It was a few. It was like an hour or so later. Um, 
another like mom and her kids show up and her kids like fully masked up. Um, and she, uh, the, the kid wants to trade because they get really, you know, they're like, oh, this is really cool. And the kids may be like 10 or 11 if I had to guess, but I'm really bad. At, the older you get, it gets harder to guess the age of a kid, you know. Um, so we're done. I said, would you like me to sign it? And the kid kind of, you know, nodded. I went, mm, yeah. And I said, who do I make it out to? And the kid's wearing a mask. Um, so they're kind of hard to hear to begin with. And I hear the mom say Sierra and the kid says something else. And I'm like, I'm really sorry. I said, I, I didn't hear what, what do you, what name would you like me to sign it? And the mom says, Sierra, the kid goes, Zach. I was like, what was that? And then the mom says, well, Zach is a, a nickname she's playing with right now. And the kid looked at me and said, Zach is who I want to be. And I was like, then I am signing it to Zach. Okay. And I came, kind of gave the mom a look of like, don't say anything. I'm going to sign it. to." And, and, and to the mom's credit, she's clearly getting used to this. And she softened up immediately, you know. But I like asked the kid, I was like, what was that? You know, and the kid said, Zach, Z-A-C-K. Yes. So I signed it like to Zach and everything. And the kid, like you could see the smile under their mask and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm going to sign it to what the kid wants to be called because it's their fucking book. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. So that was a cool little moment too. You know, it doesn't take much to like make someone's day kind of thing. It's, it, it really does not. It, yeah. It it takes as so much as little. sometimes like Wheaton can bug me. The his whole rule like just don't be a dick. Yeah, just, all you gotta do is not be a dick. It's not that hard. It's really not. Um, so those were two really amazing interactions that I had, and I had a few more like that and stuff. Um, there was one uh, young woman. She was in a full like headdress and scarf and kind of covered head to toe, and um, you know we we were talking and everything like that, and. To be perfectly frank, if you know the game Journey, the video game Journey, mm. anyone who knows it, her her garments looked a lot like those characters. Okay. Um, but I didn't say like cool costume. We were done. She looked at me and she says, by the way, thank you. I, I was like, for what? She's like, you didn't ask me what costume I was wearing. You didn't say it was a cool costume. She's like, she's like, because you know. Practicing Muslim. This is how I want to dress. I went, oh, I I don't make any assumptions. And she's like, yeah, thanks for that. That was really nice. <laughs> and I said, I mean, it does look cool. She's like, thank you. Not a costume. My religion. You know? <laughs> um, so, yeah. But it was a lot of fun. Uh, oh, 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 computer, don't you do that to me. Uh, but I, yeah, I can't imagine that that is particularly easy in Denver, Colorado. Denver's... I'm not going to throw any shade on Denver, but the last time I was in Denver, it was still very, very white. Are there... Denver is still very white. Per yeah. capita, Portland still wins. With yeah. A, with a, is... Number one with a bullet. But, uh, but Denver's up there. Colorado has a lot of brown people, doesn't it? It does. Um, but brown people usually means Catholic. That's true. Are brown. Yes. In that, in that part of the country that used to be a different country, uh, yes. yeah, they, they, they would be um, largely Catholic. Denver is Denver is pretty Denver is pretty progressive, I would say. But 
So you know how like the joke, like you go 20 miles out of Portland and you, we become a red state? Yes. Basically. Yep. So that's not how Denver worked. Denver has tendrils that work through. There's neighborhoods in Denver that are that way. That's, mm. that is how I experienced it. That's, that's from my outside observations. There's not like Denver is blue. Suburbs are purple. State red. It's very much more interwoven kind of thing. Ours is all blue and purple is found up and down the I-5 corridor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and weirdly, Astoria. That's because that's where all the Portlanders moved to. And it's a good union town. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so I had told myself if I did well, mm-hmm. I would treat myself to one thing. Oh. And since I missed him when he was in Portland because we were at Dark Arts, you're goddamn right I got a picture with Sam Raimi. And you guys should have seen me. I was like a 15-year-old girl waiting in line to watch the Beatles come off the plane. I am in line. <laughs> I am trying so cool. I'm, so, I'm trying so hard to be cool. There are, there's a, there's a, I, I just went on past it. There is a kid behind I me. I love how funny Cable thinks I am today. I you guys missed half of them. They were on air. But <laughs> they were great. It's, uh, it's doing a lot for my ego. Today. There's like a kid behind me. And I say kid. He's probably like 25. It's, that's a kid. Yes, they and are. And I'm like, what's your favorite Sam Raimi movie? You know? And uh, he's like, well, you know, like, when I was a kid, like, I grew up. Like, that's my Spider-Man. And I'm like, oh. You're still a kid. Not in that Spider. I love his Spider-Man movies. Not so much Spider-Man three. I think Spider-Man two is still one of the best superhero movies ever made. It's, sure. it's fucking fantastic. Um, but I'm here to talk about like clearly Evil Dead. But I'm also like, do you want to talk about like fucking like all his weird ass movies from that era? You know, and no, there were um, there there was a. Um, there was a group of African-American people in another line. Um, but it was a line that they, they were in the Raimi line and it looped around, but they were dressed as characters from the boys. And I just glanced over. I said, Hey, you guys, this costumes are fucking great. You guys look great. And like, Oh, thanks. Thanks. And then the woman leans over and she's like, Hey, uh, we have other things we have to do later. This line's kind of long now. Can we just, do you mind if the three of us just jump in front of you? I, my, they're all guaranteed. You've paid for them. But yeah. if you have somewhere else to go, I said, yeah, I don't care. Like uh, the people, like few people behind me kind of gave me daggers. I'm like, fucking chill out. Yep. Whatever. But I said, yeah, you can on one condition. You come to pro table nine and you got to buy one of my books. And they're like, deal. <laughs> uh, they did. Uh, it turns out they get right to the end right before me. And they realize that they're in the wrong line to meet the wrong person. Oh no. <laughs> but the woman said, but, I'm still buying one of your books. You did my family a solid. And they did. They came back. They went by like two hours later. And I saw them like, hey, and like, ah, okay. Um, what line were they supposed to be in? Uh, I don't. There's a, There was an actor from The Boys there. So I think that's where they were going. Oh. I forgot who it was. Uh, huh. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I've never. The only other time I got photos was at STLV. Star Trek, and I got it with um, Anson Mount and uh, Jason Isaacs. Because I remember that I was wearing my Discovery Season 1 shirt that Jesse made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's why the picture shows, like, Jason Isaacs, like, pointing at the shirt going, yeah. He's like, there I am. <laughs> and Anson Mount was like, and I remember when I get in line, Anson Mount, 
where where am I in that? And Jason Zags is like, season one, baby, just me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But everyone, you didn't have to ask him. Raimi posed appropriately, depending on how you were dressed. So if you came in a bunch of Spider-Man outfits, motherfucker did the pose, crouched down, stuck a leg out, and did the (laughs) Spider-Man pose. Um, Someone showed up with a, like, Fisher-Price chainsaw that had been painted to look like ashes. Raimi just takes it in the picture. He's just shoving it between the guy's arms like he's chainsawing him to death. And Raimi's going like, "Ah!" and the kid's like, meh. Someone brought, like, the DVD that has the the Necronomicon case. And, like, Raimi's reading it like, ah, it's horrifying. Because in my head, that's all. He does kind of sound like that. And it made me so happy to hear his voice. But he saw me come up, and he loved the shirt you got me, a Deborah Hill production. Yay! As he pointed at it, he's like, oh, that's cool. I see a lot of, like, Halloween shirts, but not that one. Yeah. And then we pose, and that's why he's pointing at my shirt, and I'm doing, like, my stupid cheesy face. And we were done. I shook his hand again. I said, seriously, I said, this is like a, like a, like a crazy treat honor for me. And he went, he went, you got it, buddy. And I I just stopped going, ah, ah." (laughs) Sam Raimi said, buddy to me. And I said, basically, if you know me at all from the show, yeah, yeah, buddy. You know, so you got it, buddy. It's like, ah, it's the best day ever. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I like, and I protected that. Eight by ten, like it was a fucking holy grail. Just oh. <laughs> so, yeah, that that was pretty great. And Denver's fun, you know. Got to see, got to see my buds. Got to play D and D. I'll tell you guys off, Mike. Um, <laughs> Should be good. Oh, oh. Oh no, I can't wait! I can't wait to hear. Yeah, it. but um, yeah, it was good times. Lots of fun. It sounds like it's the, the like the best time you've had at a con in a long time. Yeah, the the one comment you haven't had a good yeah. time at cons, but like this one takes the cake for a good period of time. Yes, I think you have to get out of Comic Town in order to have a good comic show, because in Comic Town, it feels like it's you know it's everyone a knows you. Yeah, there. We take for granted how special it is to live in a city run by comics. Yeah. I mean, it was. I don't have ahead. that same perspective. It was also nice to go to a show yeah. that isn't so well versed in the industry and a town that is not part of the industry as a, it's not. I mean, Denver's great, but it's not Portland. It's not Cleveland. It's not New York. It's not LA. It's not. Baltimore where they do heroes like that those are the comic towns it was nice to do a show where I could present my book and not have someone say huh Oni still does books Uh. it was nice to not have that conversation at least once every couple of hours that was nice yeah yeah that that makes sense when you're when you get away from industry town yeah which by the way anyone from Oni reading this hearing this on marketing you've still got a serious branding issue like serious branding issue. Uh, anyway, yeah. If I had one complaint about Fan Expo, it's that their art. Well, they call it Artist Valley now. Okay. Um, I walked it a couple times. There were two comic people, as in like their own creator, own book. They were trying to get people to buy, like self-publish. Okay. Mm-hmm. The rest were print farms. 
Avenger Cats. I made this pillow. I've 3D printed these dice towers. These are my dice. Shrinky dinks. Shrinky dinks. What is it all like? like lotions, coffees, teas. Yep. I, mean, I was like, this is... One thing I like about Rose City is they create the maker section. Yep. That's where they should go. Okay, I see what you're saying. All of those things were together with the artist alley type. Except space. print farmers. Print farmers. No. Yeah. The I one good thing, Ryan pointed this out, a lot of the proceeds still go to help children's literacy in Denver. Because it started as an outreach of their, this is called Denver, I think it was called Den, Denver Pop Culture Con, and it was ran, but it was put on by the library initially. Wow. Mm. I like that. I, mm-hmm. I I think maybe more comic and book things should be put on yeah. by librarians. I, I had heard they ran into financial troubles, like the COVID reg really did a one-two on them, mm-hmm. and Fan Expo bought it. I, I As much as I have certain issues with Fan Expos, I feel like if Fan Expo hadn't bought it, that show might have just died. Mm-hmm. And that would have been a real bummer for that city. Yep. So uh, I did not get to go to the new Casa Bonita. Which bummed me out. It's not open yet, right? It is open, but it's um, the wait list is like two years. Well, wow. they're what they're calling beta seating. So you sign okay. up on their list, and then they email you and say, "Can can we? Ha- would you like to make a reservation within the next two weeks?" Like that's how they're kind of running it through. Interesting. Um, I think I did read a. They've gotten rid of tipping at Casa Bonita. Does that mean they're all getting paid a living wage? Yeah, they're all getting $30 an hour starting wage. Wow. That's a livable Shit. wage in, in Denver. In your not, face, Seattle. Not not huge, but if you're full-time, you could have a decent studio apartment in downtown Denver at 30 an hour and still be able to enjoy your life, not be mm-hmm. rent poor or whatever. Right. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But when I go back, goddamn right, I'm going to Cosmonita, so... Yeah, sixty-two thousand four hundred gross for a forty-hour work week. That's not that much. That's still, I believe, that's where we should all be starting. That's about median income, like in a in a less expensive part of the country. Not like that's not median income in Portland. No, no. Actually, in Portland, it's fifty-eight for a single person. That's the median income for single is is fifty-eight. Really? Yes. Huh. I thought it was lower than that. No. You don't you can get into uh assisted renting, not low income at forty seven thousand. Which I missed by fifteen hundred bucks. Boy would that be nice because I could knock about three hundred a month off my rent. Uh Ryan says something about the, the tip minimum wage. Uh does Denver do a tip minimum wage? I don't know. I know that Arizona, or at least Phoenix, used to because when I was a busser, I made like five bucks an hour plus tips, and servers made like two fifty an hour plus tips because they would dole out portion like a percentage of their tips to uh, for all the other front of house right. uh, people. Uh, but that's not the actual minimum wage in that area. They drop it down because you're supposed to declare your tips and that rounds you out to that average. Yeah. I I don't know how Denver works. It's all such a scam. We got to wrap up the show. Yeah. I was all all I'm going to say is that tipping in the U S well, yes, please tip your servers. Please tip anyone who does any service for you is based. it, It it's born out of slavery. And indentured servitude. Yeah, yeah, it's one hundred percent born out of that. 
Yeah. It was, it was a way to get around having to pay black people when they were started to earn wages. Yeah. Anyway. I don't think I knew that, but I'm not surprised. Yeah. Right. It is fucking shitty. Pretty much everything in America, you can go back and like, oh, it's slavery. Like damn near everything. It's why other countries don't have tipping. Just this afternoon. They just pay people. I was thinking like, I don't know why. I was driving through downtown and I thought about the word jaywalking. I was like, why does that mean what, what that means? Did you look it up? Bet you it's racist. Yes. No, I was driving. Just like, and then we got to wrap up. I don't know why, but every once in a while, I'll get Jimmy Crack Corn stuck in my head. And that's not racist. And I, I was like, I bet you that's just some hor- It's not. I have, I have and I've read articles that have like drilled down deep and they're like, nope, it's literally about, yeah, breaking, crack cracking corn, corn cracked corn and... And nobody's upset. Yep, it's got nothing to do. With, I was like, "That's well, wait, maybe, that, so... maybe that's how we, you know, it's not racist because somebody did a thing and no one's bothered by it." Yeah, that's the report. No, but one being American is being shocked that something that sounds racist as the song because it's even kind of ragtag. Oh, I mean, it sounds like like a like Dixie song. Yes. Nope. It's exactly what it's about. Cracking corn. I don't care. I would have I would have bet money. Just, yeah, me too. Like I would have bet money a couple years ago that the sound you hear coming out of ice cream trucks was not racist. But it is. It's a horrible, horrible song. Mm-hmm. Let's let's stop there. We're over time. Yeah. <laughs> if we don't we'll be stop back now. next week with maybe Revnat. I'm gonna try. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. Oh, God damn. Yeah, he's got some he's got some cool stuff coming up. He events. does. Uh including his NA stuff that's on tap now. I have sampled, oh, I have right. tested both of them. Uh when the when the pineapple goes back on tap, get it. It's it's actually very delicious. Excellent. Yeah. Well, with that, uh I am Aron Duran. I am Pinarita. And I am still Cable Hashitami. And we all crack corn and we don't care. <laughs> Watch, I'm going to get like, you know, actually, I've been studying American folk for 10 years, and that's hella racist. <laughs> and, we, and we won't be surprised. Yes. Yeah. Bring it. We'll be back next week.